This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. All right. Welcome to the WAN Show, ladies and gentlemen. Having one heck of a time getting the new live (laughs) dashboard set up. It was amazing. It works so well that I can't even believe it. We have a great show for you guys today. We're going to be talking about the rumor that the 2021 iPhone will be completely portless. We will be did you running... Say, sorry, did you say completely pointless? Portless. Oh, okay. I, my voice is dead. I have been... It can be both things at the same time. Yeah, it could be both. Uh, we're going to be talking through the later case scandal. What exactly happened? What else we got? Oh, there's a new chipset VR platform. For VR, brought to us by Qualcomm, the XR2. So we're going to talk about that. Puppy. That's a main topic? Well, I thought you liked VR. It can not be. We can talk about Intel resuscitating Haswell for some reason. Wait, what? Chips from 2013, baby. What? They're, like, <laughs> manufacturing these again? <laughs> it's back. All right, let's roll the Roll the intro. intro. Um, you'll have to give me a couple more minutes. How long is this clip going to be? Yeah, oh. Five? Okay. Uh, what's our what's our conclusion? Is it a decent value? Ridge Wallet! See Sonic! Displayed! Ah. All right, so why don't we jump into our headline topic right away. According to securities analyst Ming-Chi Kuo, who is well known for his Apple product predictions, Apple is planning to release its first iPhone without the lightning charging port in 2021. Now, a lot of people would have maybe assumed, seeing news like that, the way that I just presented it, that Apple was finally, at long last, going to adopt USB Type-C, which they already have adopted on their laptops and their iPads. We don't talk about that. Just, just... Laptops and iPads (laughs) on the iPhone. But no. That's not what this is. The shift is part of an effort by Apple to further distinguish its most expensive iPhone from other new smartphones, according to Kuo. And Kuo, however, I'm sorry, my voice is fried. I can't even try. Um, and so that suggests that the phone will not have any port, no charging port at all, and would require that owners charge it wirelessly. Not only that, not only charge it wirelessly, yeah. but also use any wireless peripherals, like only wireless headphones. Right. Forget a dongle. Right. Forget having like a FLIR camera dongle or any other like pro level well, dongle. What if you need, yeah, what if you need to give a presentation in a boardroom or something? I've seen people use their iPhones for that just with a lightning to HDMI connector. It really doesn't make any sense, especially <coughs> considering that the way that this is framed, and again, this is just a rumor, this is just yeah. someone's speculation. The way it's framed, it's like they want their top, top, top iPhone to have this? This is a removal of features. And the last keynote we saw from them was like, you know, we take the word pro seriously. And the iPhone 11 Pro is a really a pro tool with these three cameras. You tell me pros are just gonna use like wireless Everything. microphones or just like nothing that 
You don't want it to be a, like a hub where you can put in all these extra extensions into? I don't know. It's very baffling to me because, um, you know, Apple's vision of Pro even a few short years ago was dongles everywhere. Whereas now it's wireless everywhere. The problem with that is that unless wireless technology leaps forward very significantly in the next, well, um, year. <laughs> wireless isn't Pro. Uh, well, they've got two years because a 2021 iPhone wouldn't be until September 2021. Um, I mean, here, one thing, though, is that from what I've heard, 60 gigahertz Wi-Fi should see a significant bump in bandwidth. Um, I was actually researching this because I wanted to know if and when there's a wireless option coming for the Valve Index. Right. So that VR headset that I like so much, because 120 to 144 hertz, freaking awesome. Um, and apparently there's a new revision coming. I think it was either next year, which would be 2020, or 2021, that would increase the bandwidth substantially and make it so that the existing 60 hertz, or excuse me, um, 60 gigahertz wireless technology um, that's already used on things like the HTC Vive um, would be better enough to handle the additional bandwidth of an index. Um, so if that's the case, and this thing could do, you know, 4K60 wirelessly, um, you know, Apple has never shied away from saying, well, the way that you used to do it that was affordable and accessible and easy, uh, now we're going to do it a new way that's um, less affordable, less accessible, and uh, maybe even easier, but definitely more magical. Um, it's definitely magical, but I don't think that it's always easier to use a wireless charging pad. If they're finicky. You have to line up in the right spot. Yeah. And Apple themselves haven't even release their power mat or whatever it's called. Yeah, I think they killed that thing. I forget what they called it. But, I mean, there's third-party alternatives, but that doesn't change the fact that Apple themselves has acknowledged that the, the vision of the future where you just, like, chuck your stuff onto a wireless charging mat and everything just charges magically um, is not there yet. With that said, they're giving themselves another two years. And aren't they trying to be environmentalists? Didn't they say with the last iPhone that it's, like, it's all recycled aluminum or something like that? Wireless charging is less efficient. If you're going to have millions of these users charging the phones less efficiently, you're just leaking out energy into just everywhere. I think that's a tough one to, to argue. I mean, yeah, it's less it's, efficient, but we're not talking people charging their, their cars wirelessly. Not yet, but why not? They're trend centers. Industries follow them. Yeah, well, I mean, people have already talked about wireless charging pads where you just, like, drive into, into your, your garage. garage. I would. We have to redesign the grid if we're going to do that. I would buy it. Yeah, everyone will. But I, it's I, a would, lot. I would love that so much. What it's about that lot. Tesla arm thing that where it just went like snaked over autonomously and prehensilely and just plugged itself in? Did you see that? Yeah, I did. But that side, that's less. That that that's more science fiction. Whereas like pulling into the wireless charger. Elon has made rockets that land themselves. Yeah, that's true. You tell me you can't make an arm that finds the hole. I'm saying I wouldn't like it. it, it like it too it, creepy. Yeah. What if you put like a like a doll's baby hand on the end and just get it to scratch your back? I don't get it. Are you trying to help or make it worse? It, scr <laughs> it scratches your back. Um. All right. Okay. So, well, the thing with this though, it it's like you're paying more for less, fewer features. You're getting less. Okay. What if they could make it even more waterproof? What if they gave us something in return? What if this, this 60 gigahertz, and I'm speculating, what if this 60 gigahertz wireless connectivity really is the most amazing thing since sliced bread? Like, 
you have a, a dongle that just has like a battery in it and you just bring it anywhere near your iPhone and it's like blah, connected, blah. It's amazing. If that connectivity option would be available on phones that have ports still. Yes. <laughs> and does anyone really want an iPhone that's that much more waterproof? Um, okay, all right, all right. So I have no defense for the dongle argument. The one thing that I will say is I think there is plenty, wait, is it down? That chat is moving fast. Uh, is the YouTube stream actually down? What about Floatplane? You have got to be kidding me. Um, no, we're still up on Floatplane. Of course we are. And we're still up on Twitch. So, um, yeah, there's nothing I can do. I am, we are completely, we're completely helpless. Sorry guys, nothing I can do. Uh, Twitch and Floatplane working fine. That, this is hilarious. Why is there nothing we can do? I don't really get it. What is, or how do you know that? What is set reminder? There, there's just nothing here. Excellent it's connection. Excellent condition, or excellent connection. It's set to public. There's nothing. Wait, why is it set to 5.20 p.m.? What is this? What the hell is this? How about set it to nothing? How it's about, a live stream. How about go live? What even? Oh my god. So, wait, is it gonna come back? <laughs> This is so stupid. And why, why is it still set to 520? I just, I just changed it. Waiting for Linus Tech Tips, December 6, 520 PM. What, you cannot oh, you set You can't it, go back in time. You cannot set it to go to the past. You cannot set it to just go live. What about this? Go live button. This Going is live. the worst. We're live. This is the worst interface I have ever seen. Oh boy. Oh wow. So one of YouTube's engineers who works on this was actually supposed to come onto the stream today, and uh, or like walk us through it ahead of time, and man, today, today, yeah. But um, that would have been good. He was like, oh, I, I have to go do something after four, and I was like, okay, well, we don't start our stream until four thirty or five. And um, uh, he was like, okay, well, how about we do it next week? I was like, okay, this is like, this has been a clinic on why your interface is abominable. So if I click edit, what's gonna happen? Well, okay, where's wait. the schedule? There's no schedule anymore. Where's the scheduling stuff? How did that come up? Where did, what, uh, where did the scheduling thing come up? This is so amazing. So when we clicked edit a second ago, there was a schedule. You can't set it to the past. You click live now. I don't even know what happened. Well, no, probably because the schedule is only is exposed so... when you end the stream. Yeah, I guess so, but I didn't end the stream. I didn't touch it. This is so amazing. Anyway, back to the phone. <laughs> back to the iPhone. <laughs> I love your sick yelling voice. Oh, so, I'm so You sound mad. like a 14-year-old girl going through puberty. I've had such a frustrating week. Every project I've worked on has just had so many unnecessary problems. You know, when you go into a project and it's like, okay, I know that like the virtualization on this motherboard is a potential sticking point. Or like, you know, I know that getting this much RAM to be detected is a potential problem. And then you spend most of your time finding a USB that works. You know, like, <laughs> like where, where, where it's just these problems that shouldn't be problems, causing problems. I, I upgraded my TV 
And so obviously this is a very first world problem, but it's an HDMI 2.1 TV. So I guess there's some new HDCP handshaking issues. Okay. So I plugged it in through my receiver and it worked for a matter of, uh, I don't know, two minutes. And then I got this colored snow. And once you get the colored snow, the only way to fix it is to go get another ducking display and plug it in directly so that you can change the like deep color profile of your stupid Windows color settings back and then plug it in through your receiver. And it's like all this crawling around behind the TV just for something that Holy crap, HTCP doesn't work. Piracy is still a thing. <laughs> J just piss off. Not to mention the fact that it's like three years ago you hear about this spec being ratified and we've been waiting oh for God. this to roll out like yeah. since I've worked here. And I, and and then it's it makes me all makes me all upset and then I have the computer screen thing up instead of us being sitting here talking. I have just had so much of this week, I am so done. I can't wait for the weekend, and of course I'm sick. And I'm coming into it, not getting better right now, so I'm gonna spend the weekend just sick. Well, you actually got sick because of these projects, though. I was up till three working. It's a cool project, you guys are gonna love the video. Basically, I wired up fiber optics in my walls at home. Uh, got some help from Colin, who's one of our newer writers here, and uh, made it so that my server room uh, with one PC even, although that's not the most practical way to do it. But my server room has fiber optic display port and USB running all over the house, so every computer in the house can be hidden away in one corner. It's sick. It's awesome. But I was up till three in the morning finding USB keys that worked. Oh. That was just very frustrating. Anyway, back to the iPhone. The only defense I have is the wireless charging. Because I can see wireless charging over the next couple of years getting better enough that there's just no real need to plug in. And it's just, I mean, from an Apple perspective, it's a point of failure. It's an ingress point for dust. It's something for people to snap off cables in and break or, or short out in the event that, you know, uh, let's, okay, here's a, here's a great, um, great point against having a lightning port. You can seal up the chassis as best you can, and you can use like membranes and stuff like that to make a port you know, reasonably waterproof, but only fresh water. If you could seal up the entire chassis, maybe you could make it impervious to salt water. That would be sick. What An iPhone that you could take out on the boat? What about, um, that is awesome, but what about security? Like a lot of security has to do with plugging in and. Um, you know those like I have your phone and I plug it in. Yeah. There's no point. No I mean, port. does that make it harder? My, this UB key is like three or four years old though, and already has NFC. So like, I don't see why we can't just expect the world to move on from plugging a dongle into your phone to authenticate something. What about CarPlay? Well, yeah, that would that would suck. <laughs> I don't have a response to that. Yeah, they're gonna have to change some things. Although even like Android Auto, what I have in my car, yeah. I have to plug my phone in. But I believe there are more expensive stereos or whatever that have wireless Android Auto. Really? I actually did not know that, to be honest with you. I think they're like a grand though. But I don't know about the CarPlay world. They might be wireless sooner or more cheaply. 
Yeah, apparently there's a casting version of it. Okay, that's cool. For of CarPlay? Yeah. Because CarPlay is. Oh no, Android Auto. I don't know about yeah. CarPlay. Well, CarPlay is available in more automobiles and cheaper than Android Auto is. Wireless CarPlay adapter from CarPlay to Air. No need to. Okay, so yeah, you know what? <laughs> you would need a you'd need a wireless <laughs> dongle. Exactly what a I said. A wireless dongle. So you would plug this dongle into the Lightning or the USB port of your car. Oh. And then you'd have wireless USB effectively because it's only USB two even. Like the data rates aren't even that high. Someone was watching yep. the show and they're just like, okay, I'm gonna go yep. make a wireless cup holder size dongle that has a little wire that goes into your USB port. Yep. It just sits at the bottom of your cup holder and you chuck your phone in there. Well, that's what this is. Is it the shape of a cup holder? No, no. no. Ah, you done goofed. But yeah, there you go. So you wanna, you wanna use your old wired, you know, caveman CarPlay? No problem. And I'm sure Apple would be happy to sell it for, I think 149 is probably what I would expect for something like that. Oh. Yeah. Ah, oh, it's a lot. That is a lot for that. Yeah, but you're a pro. So like you have money, right? You're using your iPhone. You're using your iPhone Pro to shoot short films, mm. and showing them at uh, film festivals, where surely you get paid for that. And <laughs> wait, what are we talking about? Pros, pros. Yeah, pros. <laughs> What's up, pros? What's up, pros? <laughs> My laptop is dying, and I'm gonna see if I can pull a fast one. No, no, you're good. You're good. Bring me. Here oh, you go. I, that's not gonna work for me. Oh wait, uh, you're on your gram. All yeah. Right then. Yeah. Never mind. Wait. Doesn't that gram have Type C? Yeah. I thought it charges over charging? Type C as well. I'm pretty sure. Man, this will be I mean, pretty if it, cool. Yeah. If it breaks, it'll be uh, my laptop anyway. So. Ugh. I guess you have nothing to lose. Gone. The, your battery is running low. Thing went away. All right. We got this. Hell yeah. Of course, I can't bring up the document to talk about one of our other topics because it's just not working right now. Oh, you know what? We should announce these charities. Yeah, so our friends Paul from Paul's Hardware and Kyle from Bitwit are um, hosting a 12-hour charity stream tomorrow that you should all go check out. They're raising money for Extra Life, so it's Saturday, December 7th from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Pacific. Twitch.tv slash Awesome Hardware, YouTube.com slash Bitwit, YouTube.com slash Paul's Hardware. So go check that out, guys. And if you want something a little more immediate, uh, Luke is actually uh, working on something with Microsoft. Mixer.com slash Extra Life. Um, you guys can check that out. I believe that is today. Mixer. Hey, Luke. Hmm. All right, you know what? I'm gonna let you do this Qualcomm next-gen VR thing while I go finish up shooting with Andy and Alex. No, you're the one who loves VR. This is for, I put this in for you. Yeah, but I don't care about like mobile VR. So, okay, Quest, what do you Quest is pretty cool. All right, fine, you can find something else you wanna do. You wanna talk through the Haswell, oh, TikTok? Oh, wow, that's terrible. <laughs> all right, go ahead. These are all meant to be for us to discuss. Yeah, VRB. Fine, okay. TikTok, guys, are you younger than me? Then you may use TikTok. TikTok used to be called Musical.ly, and my little sister used it. And I thought it was a disgusting waste of an app that was obviously a ripoff of Instagram, but just made more kid-like. Turns out, I'm wrong, and it gets bought by Tencent and turned into TikTok, and it's now a phenomenon. But it's not without its uh, controversy. So what happened was, social video network TikTok apparently limited the reach of users with disabilities, including facial disfigurement and Down syndrome. Well, it, it's actually a little more broad than that. I guess what happened was, I feel for them. They had good intentions. They wanted all their users to have a good experience on their platform. 
So what they did was they had their moderators go through and look at users' profile pages and kind of evaluate whether or not a user might be the type of person who would attract negative like cyberbullying. And they wanted to protect those users from being bullied and having a bad experience on the platform. So what they did was they, in a sense, punished those would-be victims by just limiting the reach of their content. So if I posted something, it just wouldn't get shared as far. They just like kind of nerfed them algorithmically. So the people who got flagged by this, um, and this again, this is just subjective from the moderators of TikTok, but it was people who maybe looked a certain way or were members of the LGBT community or were part of like a fat acceptance movement. Like there's a kind of like curves positive creator on there who was affected by this. Also people with special, like with some uh, special needs or differently abled people were affected by this. And so once they're put on like this list, their videos would only appear in the country where they were uploaded. So they're geographically restricted then. It's not getting sent as far. Or uh, they're just omitted from the For You feed after they hit, they hit a uh, certain view count. So kind of brutal if you're, I don't know. It, it's really interesting because on the one hand, I can see why they want everyone to have a good experience. They want everyone to be happy on there. But maybe the experience you're looking for is having a megaphone and telling your story to as many people as you can. And, and some of the people that they flagged have like hundreds of thousands of followers. So it's a bad experience if you're not getting bigger and getting the engagement that you want. That's the experience you're after. So if they crippled that experience, then they're failing. A spokesperson from TikTok said the rules were never intended to be a long-term solution. I think it's something they kind of hacked together instead of having proper policies that they would normally have, like something like Twitter or Instagram might have. Um, but they, uh, the moderators were instructed to follow these instructions as recently as September. TikTok itself has previously faced charges of political censorship, including limiting view videos that would offend the Chinese government, because of course they are owned by Tencent. And um, most very large companies in China are pretty tightly knit with the Communist Party, so that makes sense. Uh, it, TikTok recently suspended a user who criticized China's mass imprisonment of the Uyghur Muslims, although a spokesperson said that the suspension was actually related to a different video and the ban was later reversed. And I don't know much about that story. Just putting that in there. Um, uh, the question, though, of user experience versus user freedom. That's a really big one. And I wonder if there's a cultural difference here where this never happened exactly like this on, on an American platform like Facebook or Facebook properly like Instagram and never happened on Twitter. Um, maybe because our culture just prioritizes freedom. Whereas this is happening on a Chinese platform because they, they just have different values. I don't know. I wish Linus was here to talk to me about it, but he's not. Guys, Craigslist finally has an app. I don't know about you guys, but I have recently stopped using Craigslist altogether because Facebook Marketplace is way better. And if Linus were here, he would tell you that he likes to use the app LetGo, which personally I think is just like Facebook Marketplace, but probably has fewer people on it. But now, guess what? Craigslist is coming back. They're catching up. They made an app. It's available on iOS, and there's a beta on Android, which I downloaded on my new Pixel 4 phone that arrived today. It's hilarious. You log into this thing, 
and it's, it just has the exact same feel as the website you're used to. Look at this. You probably can't see this. There's like three words on the top. They're in the default text. You don't even need CSS to make sheets like this. It says Craigslist is local classifieds. Sharing your location is recommended. This is just the onboarding flow. I'm gonna, sh I'm gonna share it. I'm gonna share it. I wanna see this Craigslist app in action because I heard that it looks as plain as it always has, which is actually probably what you want if you're a Craigslist uh, aficionado. One thing they did do, which was better on the web at least, was they did switch to embedding the pictures right onto the, I guess, feed or the listings page, search results page. Because that was one of the biggest things that Facebook Marketplace is way, way, way better at. The listings aren't headlines that you have to read. The listings are just photos. So it's such a much more media-rich page, and you, you can just take in so much more information faster when it's images rather than text that you can just scroll through all the stuff that you don't need to buy so much more efficiently. I think Craigslist's been doing that for a while now, too. But it still doesn't have things like instant messaging, which is wicked on Facebook Marketplace because who wants to email somebody and then wait like five hours for them to check their email and reply? On Facebook Marketplace, I can just message the person, which makes it way more like intimate and casual. I can just be like, hey, I want your thing. Is it still here? And you can click through to their Facebook profile to see how old their profile is. They're like a real person and everything. Way more uh, safe feeling. Thank God Linus is back. Ninja roll. Oh, why are you doing this? Ah, why? Ah, that's not really a roll. Oh, oh. oh that's... Right in the chair. That's the most success you've had all week. Yeah, pretty much. I, I, was just talking talking about. I was talking about the new Craigslist app. There's an app now. What? No way. Craigslist made an app, dude. Check it out. That seems... Like, why don't they make their website better first? Be that's the whole thing. Is It looks like crap and you love it. And look, the website, the app looks just as crappy. What? Why? <laughs> why would they? That, why? <laughs> doesn't Craigslist actually have like a significant number of people working there? I don't know how many people they uh, works there, but this is what it looks like. Okay. <laughs> I, I guess they don't want to be completely irrelevant. It's like they're like, they're just laggards, like your grandpa. They're like, mm, until they really have to. Fine. <laughs> I was reading an interview with like the founder of Craigslist. Is his name Craig? I believe so, Thank yeah. Thank God. Um, and I, he was basically, as far as I could tell, he hasn't pushed Craigslist forward because he just actually doesn't care at all. <laughs> He's like, he seems to be one of those people, because Craigslist had an opportunity to be, you know, huge. Sure. Yeah, like go go secure multiple rounds of gigantic amounts of funding and like try to be like, you know, Craig's social network or whatever. Like enough they have enough traffic to the site that they could kind of pivot or branch out. There's there was definitely potential there. But the vibe that I got from this interview was that just like he was at the point where he like had it made and like, you know, it's, that seems good enough. Like, remember, they didn't even get, like, uh, like a decent image uploader. And, I mean, calling it decent is generous. <laughs> until, like... Everything just works. Yeah. Like, j just barely. Um, so, yeah, that's the vibe I get. I'm honestly surprised that they even did an app. It's probably, like, his son works there and he's like, Dad, come on. I need a job for life, too. They, like, they didn't even have... They don't even have the market share that you might expect. Like, you go as a little distance as the next province over here to Alberta, and no one uses it. They all use yeah, Kijiji. Kijiji. If you go to Australia, they all use Gumtree. They were like the first with just 
well, you can tell when they made this. Yeah. In like 99 or something, and it worked, and then they just left it. Yeah. And whereas they could have advertised and just like swallowed the world. Yep, and there's like, there's so many features that have even existed since way back then. I mean, do you remember Heatwear? No. Okay, so Heatwear was a third-party service that was like a, um, like a credibility measure. Oh, okay. So uh, you would always link your, uh, so I used to use sites like Craigslist a lot, um, but also Red Flag Deals was super active for Canadian um, computer parts reselling and buying used and all that kind of stuff. Um, and so you would always link your heatware in your profile, like in your signature on forums. That way you could have a consistent online identity across multiple platforms because at the time, eBay already existed, but there was no way to verify, for a third party to verify that this username that you had on extremesystems.org and this username on eBay were actually the same person. Right, because otherwise you'd be like, that guy on eBay has a great rating, I'm just gonna use his username on this thing. Yeah, so, so Heatware, you could go to someone's Heatware profile and they would have verified links to their accounts on all these sites all, all over the place. I mean, that concept existed when I was in high school. Craigslist could have integrated that. Like, they could have done almost anything, and it would have been more than nothing. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, Craigslist, you're still alive. And the whole misconnection. Have you ever used the misconnections? Um, my friend actually... No. You know what that is? I know what it is, because I thought it was a Reddit thing. My friend locked eyes with some girl in a coffee shop. He went home, he was talking to his other friend about it, and Buddy was like, you should check out Misconnections. You should make a Misconnections on Craigslist. Go on there and you say, I saw you at the coffee shop and you were wearing a red sweater and we had a little moment. And he goes on there and she had already made one. No. And then they dated for like a month. And then it didn't work out. Huh. And now the story is being told to thousands of people. Wow. Megan, if you're out there, just joking. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. <laughs> no, but they had to get rid of a lot of their um, classifieds when SESTA got ratified into yeah, law, I saw right? That. Yep. They don't have like the M for W section anymore. Yeah. Which oh. used to be the most fun when you're an immature man. Oh, really? You never went on there with your friends and post a picture of your butthole or something? No. Why would I do that? Yeah, that's stupid. <laughs> you want to talk about something more tech related? <laughs> No, not yet. Oh. Um, what I'd actually like to do is get through our sponsor spots so that <laughs> I don't have them hanging over me for the rest of this stream. Um, and then as soon as I am too tired and too sick to keep going, I can just leave. Um, <laughs> Ridge Wallet. I'm sick and tired of this. Too much honesty. Too much honesty today. A Ridge wallet helps you stop carrying around pointless things in your pocket, like receipts, old hotel room keys, and spent gift cards. Oh. Ridge wallet helps you carry less while also reducing your wallet bulge, because some types of bulge are not good. They use two metal plates that are bound by a strong elastic to hold your cards, keeping them tightly together but still accessible. They're RFID blocking, they have a lifetime guarantee, and they're available in aluminum, carbon fiber, and titanium. They even have printed patterns like tropical and tiki. <laughs> and they don't just sell wallets. Use offer code Linus to save 10% on everything at Ridge Wall, or excuse me, ridge.com slash Linus. They've got wireless power banks, phone cases, bags, and more. They're pretty sweet. Seasonic also sponsored the show today. You know what? Happy holidays from Seasonic. They love you. 
Seasonic legitimately paid for a sponsor spot in one of our videos that's just like, sup, happy holidays from Seasonic. That's the only talking point? No product information. That's the only talking that point. That was it. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Happy was, holidays from Seasonic. I was Seasonic. like, really? I think, there are actual, I think there are actual talking points for this one, though. Um, so Seasonic makes great power supplies with efficiency levels up to 80 plus titanium with fluid dynamic fan bearings. So the, what's, what's this one? Oh, yeah, I think this is their... Um, Prime Ultra Titanium Series. These things have a 12-year warranty. Yes, continue. I don't care about cookies. Wow, that has been such a bane. <laughs> That's not going the, anywhere. Yeah, I know. Uh, fully modular, super quiet, looks great. It's the kind of power supply that's going to you know, last longer than your passion for computers, probably. I thought that was like a like a steampunk light bulb thing on there. No, no, it's just a zoom view of the capacitors they're using. Because if you're like a great big nerd, you're like, yeah, what model what of capacitors in there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. It's good stuff. So check them out at uh, seasonic.com. Good stuff. All right, finally, display. Which plate? Display. <laughs> Thanks for that. A display is a magnet-mounted metal print. They're durable, and you don't need any power tools to hang them. They've got over a quarter million different arts, spanning a bunch of different styles and influences. And Including their... influencers. They got arts with us. Really? Yeah. Oh, I did. I thought we killed that project. No, it's back, baby. Display.com. Really? Be... No, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure. Well, I know that some people wanted them. Um, like some people, so okay, okay. I'm explain what happened. So we were gonna do displays with, uh, well, we were gonna do some LTT displays, and then some people internally were like, "Yo, what the heck is this?" Because there was like images of them for sale on a site, and they were like, "Okay, I, I mean, like it's, I guess it's like maybe technically in my employment contract, but also like it would be nice if someone talked to me about this." I didn't know it had happened, um, so I was like, "Yeah, we should probably deal with that." Anyway, some people were like, yeah, I'm not that into it. And then it got killed for months. And then Anthony, of all people, brought it up to me. He was like, hey, what happened to the like, cool picture of me that was going to be on display? And I was like, going to buy one. <laughs> and I was like, I, I, we killed it, dude. And he's like, well, I, I, I really wanted one. And I'm like, all right, we're resurrecting it. So, <laughs> so now there's a bunch of displays. So here's me with the Lambo. That's really good. Can we get... Can we actually get our parking lot paved like that? Uh, no. Do you have any idea how much pavement costs? <laughs> pavement? I'm talking solar panels. We've got <laughs> solar roadways. Oh, uh, there's my We've dog. Got James. Nice. Yours is awesome. It looks like uh, it looks like uh, like a uh, like uh, it reminds me of like something in between like Doctor Who and Doctor Strange, like the sophistic the, like uh, the gentleman superhero. Yeah, I could get an evil vibe too. <laughs> uh, we've got some of Brandon's great photography from our trip to Banff. No, wait, what is this? That's Mount Fuji. Oh, no, that's Brandon's great photography from somewhere else. Iceland. I, no, it this says Mount Fuji. Mount Fuji. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's in the back. Iceland. Oh, Japan. Brandon just like travels the world and takes cool pictures. Hey, there's a Dennis one. Wait, Anthony's isn't even in here. Get him up. That's hilarious. Oh, man. And there's Dennis. And is that, is that is Dennis's that even... terrible car? What is this camera? It's just floating. What am I even looking at? I woke up like this. <laughs> I believe you, Dennis. We all believe you, Dennis. Uh, so guys, head over to uh, displate.com slash something. 
Uh, had to, oh yeah, this this link here. Well, not, wrong one. LMG.gg/displaywhen. Please work with us. Um, they plant ten free trees for every displate purchase, and you can save fifteen percent at that link. All right. I'm having too much fun on the WAN show today. I feel like I'm not in a great state of mind to tackle a sensitive topic like this, but what the hey, we're going into it. So this was originally posted by Rohith Kumar SP on the forum. Um, the original article here is, oh yeah, I guess it's like kind of that, but also it's from uh, Front Page Tech, uh, the YouTube channel, and there was another YouTuber that... Uh, he collaborated with to kind of release concurrent videos about this. Uh, basically, Lou from Unbox Therapy, who I've known for a long time. Uh, we haven't actually talked recently, probably not in the last six months to a year or so. But he's making phone cases now. And he made, well, a case called the Later Case. So Lou kind of changed his, um, his handle a little while back when he launched uh, his podcast. So instead of well actually i guess he introduced the handle back when he launched his rap channel so he had you know a, yeah, this, yeah, right? yeah it was around for a while but yeah. now he's brought it into his main tech yeah. persona so lou later was like his uh, his rapper name rapper persona and then um after some period of time the lou later uh, music disappeared from the channel and he's kind of rebranded himself to lou later and now he has the Lou Later podcast channel that used to be the music channel, but now it's podcasts and like clips and stuff. Um, well, Lou Clips is or Later well, Clips true. is a Later Clips channel. is a different thing. So anyway, so he's Lou Later now, so that's fine. Um, so the Later case was one a, word according to his video uh, made because he didn't like other cases that were on the market, and um, so he was like, "Well, you know, screw it, I'll make my own." So I'm just going to go through my talking points here before I offer any color commentary or opinion. So Lou released a case called the Later Case. It's very thin with a Kevlar-style weaved finish. Case maker Pataka claims that Lou ripped off their design. Um, oh wow, this isn't really like in order of things that happened. Eh, it kind of is. Okay, fine. Uh, Social Blade, and this was this was found by Front Page Tech and um, the other YouTuber that worked on it as well. I, I'm so sorry, I forget his name. Um, so Social Blade shows that the day before Lou released the launch promo video for the later case, I believe you, it was a Saturday. You wrote Lou case in here. I kept saying Lou case in my head. I couldn't stop. So the day before, his channel dropped four and a half million views, suggesting that a video with a lot of views had been set to private or deleted. Because um, that's what happens when you remove a video from the platform. You don't get to, like, keep those views. Um, also, incidentally, previous videos where he covered the Pataka case and, in fact, praised it, saying that it was really good and amazingly thin, um, those appear to be no longer available, which seems like sort of um, uh, an un... Um, an unlikely coincidence that some videos disappeared the day before he launched his case, and um, there are no longer any Pataka case videos on his channel, even though there are clips, including on Pataka's website, or at least there used to be, he issued a copyright takedown for that clip, um, even though there are clips of him reviewing the Pataka case and talking about how much he likes it. Well, that's his uh, defense for this apparent coincidence is that yeah. the reason that these Pataka videos are not long, no longer there is because Pataka was using clips from his videos as like free advertising, which happens I all can, the time. I can talk about that later. 
Um, so it is speculated, we have no way of confirming this, that Lou set his Pataka videos to private just before the later case launch. Um, front, page, front page tech alleged that Lou simply ordered cases from Alibaba. Uh, Lou made a follow-up video saying that he did not order them from AliExpress, which is not the same as Alibaba. They're actually completely different. And it is very likely that Lou sourced a factory to work with through Alibaba. We've done it. Lots of people do it. Well, in his um, video, he shows Alibaba. Like, I don't know if you're saying that he said verbally AliExpress, but he shows Alibaba. Yeah, but just because you've done a bunch of revisions, like, that's how Alibaba works. Yeah. There's products for sale on there, but then you just, you find something that's kind of similar to what you're trying to make. You reach out, you go, okay, here are the things that I want to change. Do you have the capabilities to do this? They mm -hmm. say yes or no. They give you a quote. You get a sample. The sample the, sucks. The sample sucks, usually, on the first try. You tell them, okay, we need to change this and this and this. Or you send them, you know, an example of something that you think is is better. Like, I want it reinforced. I want the, you know, bottom part reinforced uh, kind of like, like this. Like, I've got this really cool material that we found on this, like, you know, hat. We'd like something similar to that, but over here. Like, you, you kind of say, okay, here's what we need to change. You go back and forth a bunch of times. I mean, something as simple as the stealth hoodie. You might think, okay, yeah, what? It's a hoodie. What could you possibly get wrong? I mean, we would do four, five, six sample rounds or something like that because... If you're gonna order thousands of units, which is exactly what you have to do if you're ordering off like directly from a Chinese factory, you need to make sure that they're right. And those Chinese factories uh, are not giving you a refund. Like there's no net terms. You pay up front a lot of the time. You give uh, a lot of the time as much as 25, 50% in advance of them even manufacturing it. And then you give the rest before they even ship it to you. So that's right, like so. how it works. Uh, they all, all you can really hope for is that the vast majority of the products look exactly like the sample that you agreed on but so he did all that he has all these samples there yeah. he show he goes through meticulous detail all the things that he thought were important to a case that he changed and all of that's just to show or respond to the criticism that man you just bought 500 of this case that is the first result when you type in carbon fiber looking case on alibaba right. and, and you just bought them and now you're flipping them for 45 dollars a case he he did some work he did uh, he went through all that and that's what he's showing in that response video yeah um, so apparently Lou did reach out to Pataka about a possible partnership. It appears this was after the later case video launch, though. That's, so that's what we don't know for sure. Yeah, I, I don't think that was what he was saying. Who was saying? Lou. That it was after or before? Yeah, I thought he was saying it was before, but it just, like, didn't work out or something. Well, that's unclear. I think he's, oh. it's kind of ambiguous. I think he's trying to make it seem, at, at the very least, he's trying to make it seem that like it was before. Yeah. But the people at... Uh, Pitaka don't say that it was before. There's like this clip where um, one of the YouTubers was speaking like on the phone or voice over IP with James Zhang of Pitaka who's, yeah. who says that Lou reached out to him after. Oh. oh that's the way it seems from uh, what he okay. said. So that's kind of unclear. Zhang also said in a tweet, when did you contact any of us? Um, so, all right. So now we can move into... Um, <laughs> Lou issuing a copyright claim against Pataka for the video that featured him that they were using in a video called What They Say About Pataka Phone Case, which they had uploaded. Um, so we've done the same thing. We've issued copyright claims um, where our video, I mean, okay. So it's a fine line. We could issue a copyright claim at pretty much any time over something like that. Any use 
of our likeness, of my likeness or James's likeness, or a quote from us that um, we're not comfortable with in any way, we could issue a takedown for, and we do on a very regular basis. And usually when that happens, it's because someone has taken something that we said out of context. Um, so an example of that would be, if I were to say something like, if it weren't for uh, problem A, problem B, and problem C, I would say this is the best phone on the market. And if they go and they put a quote on their site that says dot, 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 this is the best phone on the market, Linus Sebastian, I'm like, yo, you need to take that down immediately because that isn't what I said. That wasn't the spirit of what I was saying. Um, so that's an example. Well, the other thing is sometimes they'll go to a website and they'll just have your footage. And yeah. you know they didn't pay to use your footage that way. Um, so another example is when they're using um, our video or our branding or our image in a way that makes it appear as though the relationship is something other than we as an independent third party reviewed a product that they made. So I've seen my face, uh, I actually ran into this with uh, a company that makes really compact um, laptops, like super small laptops. And on one of their pages, they had like like me, like pictures of me that like stills that they had just pulled, like embedded all over. And I was like, and, and quotes and stuff. And I was like, look, you guys are really making this look like an endorsement or something. I just reviewed mm -hmm. the product. It's this this looks like too close of a relationship, and that's not what's happening here. Plus, they're making derivative marketing materials yeah. with your original I, work. And they I, didn't pay for that. I was like, look, I like the product, and they fixed it, and we've worked with them again since then, and it's all good. But I think that was a case where they just didn't really understand that when you embed a lot of imagery of someone else all over your product page, it makes it seem like some kind of sponsorship or paid endorsement, and it wasn't. So that's another case where we would ask them to pull down um, you know, any images or quotes from us. And then the third one was the one you mentioned, where they are using it as, as marketing collateral, um, where there would be an opportunity for us to charge a licensing fee for it, and they haven't. Now, we don't actually do that very often. Um, the only time that really comes up for us is when they want to re-upload the content and or embed it on their website. And in this case, that appears to be exactly what Pataka has done. So I'm not gonna say that I would have necessarily behaved any differently than Lou. The only thing that's weird about it is the timing, where the copyright notice was issued right before the launch of the later case. Yeah, it's especially weird because... Uh, and yes, I'm sick, guys. That's why my voice sounds like this. It's weird, because on the one hand, you're like, look, he made a case that looks a lot like this other case. In that case, he sang the praises of. Yeah. So if, if this really was, like, let's say he worked with Pitaka and his yeah. case was really just a rebranded Pitaka case, yeah. he probably would keep that video up. Because it's like, look, I got this case back then. I loved it, and I loved it so much. I made another one, and we and we made a couple of tweaks that make it like you know later edition or whatever. But on the other hand, it's like um, Pataka says themselves that they're like a leader in this space, or they're a very well known company in this case. I'd never heard of them. They claim at least that they have a lot of market share in this yeah. space. If that's true, it stands to reason that a lot of like the Alibaba type companies would be like, let's just make a. Carbon copy of that. Literally a carbon copy. Get it? Well, they're carbon, not literally carbon. carbon. But so it's there's a ton of copycat things on Alibaba. So if you're popular, there will be a copycat version. So uh, it, did he copy them or not? Did everybody copy them? Did he just grab like 
is it so copied that it's generic? Is it a commodity now? And there's just a million cases that look like that. And just kind of, of course, it looks like somebody's. And it ha that somebody in this case happens to be Pataka. People seem to be like watching a different stream than this one. Tookster says, no, man, you guys are so wrong on this issue. He didn't make it. What are you even talking about? Nobody, what, nobody well, what's your makes, definition of make? Nobody makes anything unless they actually are the worker on the assembly line in the factory in China, literally making it. Like, we're talking about sourcing from overseas. Um, so I, I, <laughs> in that sense, we don't make our LTT water bottle. No, we don't. We found something that was pretty close, and then we customized it to reach the point where we were happy with it. Well, I guess we made the design on it. Absolutely. So in that case, yeah, like a lot of apparel, like a shirt, you're not really buying a water bottle, you're buying a design that you like, and it happens to be on a water bottle. Mm -hmm. um, so in that sense, if Lou changed anything about the case, my understanding is there are actually a couple of differences. If he changed anything about the case, then you are paying for the work and the time that Lou put into working with the manufacturer, because no, no YouTuber makes anything. Um, who was it who just did that big uh, makeup launch? Um, Shane Dawson? I don't know. Yeah, um, I think it was Shane Dawson, Shane Dawson and James Charles. Sorry, I'm not really good at the like famous YouTubers. Uh, anyway, they didn't make that makeup. They didn't like go and do laboratory testing to ensure it's safe to put on your skin. They left that to the professionals. Thank goodness they didn't make makeup. I didn't make a water bottle, and Lou didn't make a case because we would have no idea what we're doing, and it would probably suck. So you're paying for them to um, order the volume that's needed in order to make the costs reasonable. You're paying for them to promote it. You're paying for them to consult on the design or any changes that they're making to it. And you're paying for their time coordinating the whole damn thing. Well, people take issue with the cost because it's a $45 case. And oh, you, Jeffree Star, sorry. If yeah, you look at Jeffrey the, Star. if you were to just buy the, the MOQ, like the, the unit price is, I think, at most $14 or something like that. But yeah. in his video, Lou explains that, you know, he's warehousing all of these units in, I believe, Ontario, in Canada, so that real estate has a cost. He has to warehouse all of them. And he does, it's not just one case. That he, cost is very low. He's trying to support, but the thing is, that cost yeah. of the iPhone one is subsidizing the cost of the other devices that sure. he plans to support. So the, there's not that many people with the OnePlus 7, and he wants to support that one. Yeah. It's a loss leader. Yep. In a way. So that's fair. Um, Shane Dawson and Jeffree Star. Yeah, got it, guys. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Sorry, I'm, I'm really bad at famous YouTubers. Um, so, all right. There was something that I said I would come back to. Oh, you said you're going to come back to the comments. Okay, so that's basically, basically, the, here's what happened. Apparently, he deleted the videos, which actually makes sense because I don't think setting them private actually deletes the views from your channel. Oh, I thought I read, I thought the, um... I mean, we could test it. I thought the front page video was talking about uh, him having it privated them. Yeah, he might have been mistaken, because my understanding is the views only go away if you actually delete it. All right. Um, okay, so anyway, in a nutshell, Lou launched a case. He launched it later, and then before later happened, uh, allegedly deleted videos where, and it, there seems to be pretty significant, pretty bulletproof circumstantial evidence that he used to have videos on the Pataka case on his channel saying that he liked it um, and doesn't anymore. So it looks like that's pretty much what happened. Um, he got called out for this, um, admittedly in a way that would have put me on the defensive too. Like uh, front page text video was very, you know, haha, we uncovered your, you know, 
uh, your sleazy crap, haha, you thought we wouldn't notice you twit. Like, he had a kind of an attitude about it. I can see why that would have made Lou quite defensive about it. Um, so then Front Page Tech makes this video and says, look, you, you claim that you never found a case you liked, so you made this one, except here's a video from you from, like, years ago saying how much you like this one that then yours is just like almost identical to um you know what are you doing um he responded saying i'm doing i actually did a lot of work and also your video was very rude um and then front page tech i don't know if you watched their follow-up video i didn't uh, basically it was like well you didn't address anything we said um so that's pretty stupid and my take on all of this is Lou could have prevented this and could still prevent any fallout from this by just being upfront about it. Like, yeah, I deleted the videos because, like, well, okay, A, just shouldn't have deleted the videos, should have just said. I, I don't know. You know what? I don't know. I don't know how I would have fixed this. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe the launch video shouldn't have treated it like it was something new then. It shouldn't have deleted the videos, should have said. Because my understanding, again, is that there are a couple of subtle differences between the later case and the Pataka case. Well, the Pataka case actually has other features. Yeah, should have like magnetic things. And... All right, well, he should have just focused on his differentiating features, been upfront about it. I mean, now that it, this is all out there, um, honestly, I probably wouldn't have created, like, a podcast episode addressing it, you know, if, if I was trying to make it go away as quickly as possible. Um... I don't know. This just seems like such a self-own. I don't know. He, at least in his uh, response video, he's showing you that he did put work into it, which is an attempt to dispel all the criticism that yeah, he but the just front, ordered. The front tech. page tech video never said he didn't put work into it. Well, a lot of people attack his yeah. claim when he says, so I made a phone. So I made one. Yeah. So I made one. And everyone's like, no, you didn't. So like, he's, he's responding to that. I guess so. But to me, that's not really the issue here. The issue here is the removal of the Pataki case videos um, and, like, trying to sweep something under the rug. All you had to do was just leave it up, and then when people are like, hey, this is really similar to the Pataki case, you say, yeah, I like the Pataki case a lot, but here's the things that I wanted to change to make later case different from that and better, in my mind. Yeah. That was all, that was all it had to be. Um... The reality of this, though, is that this issue is going to go away. I mean, just like the truck full of iPhones that never got given away, um, this, I mean, the news cycle is what, two days now, maybe? I mean, in a world where you've got, you know, the, the drama of, you know, modern day American politics, ultimately, how big of a deal is a YouTuber deleting a video and then releasing a phone case that's very similar to the case that they praised in this video? Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think it was a really stupid, you know, shoot self in foot moment and it was completely unnecessary. But in the grand scheme of things, I don't think it's going to affect his channel or his business. So Pataka, congratulations on all the sales you got this week from this huge, huge publicity bump. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I guess. I mean, it could be. I wouldn't have been talking about them. It could be deleterious in some way over the long yeah. term, maybe. But I think that would be small compared to this exposure that they just got. I wonder if they've ever emailed me. 
I'm just curious now. It's not the kind of thing I would cover because we don't really cover phone cases. Like, how do you make a video about a phone case? I don't really get it. What do you say? Um, just watch Unbox Therapy video. Yeah, I guess so. Um, oh my god. Oh no, you've got a lot. Look at all these emails from them. Oh wow. I wonder if they've ever emailed me. 80. 110, I don't know, a million emails from I'm them? still scrolling. There's more than one contact here. This is like people's careers like churning okay. out. So I have heard from the following Pataka employees over the last uh, three years. Ivy, Ashley, Joanna, Xu66, Vanjie, Crystal, Fiona, Ashley, Abby, Rebecca, Kitty, Kiki, Olivia, Echo. Are these made up? I think so. There's no way. That They're all James Zhang. <laughs> We're gonna be getting one from him soon anyway. Because these are totally all like approachable female names. You notice yeah. that? There's no way those aren't aliases. That's hilarious. So uh, I can't not reply to Kitty. Yeah, or Kiki. All right. She sounds adorable. Um, so that's pretty funny. <laughs> well, oh, man. Um, all right, so I guess that's pretty much all I have to say about that. The whole situation is just totally unnecessary by denying it, by, by fighting back against it. Um, it, it does nothing but make it worse, and even as bad as it is, it just ultimately doesn't really matter. Um, you know, it's not the way I would have done it for sure, because I don't really, um, I mean, I guess I've self-owned enough times that I would have you seen this me. one coming. Nah, you're great. <laughs> um, speaking of cell phone, one last topic for you guys today. No, I gotta go. Okay, that's fine. You can go. I'll cover it. Get out of here. <laughs> See you later. Intel resuscitates Haswell once again. The original article here is from tomshardware.com. Let's go ahead and pull that up. Um, <laughs> thanks for that, James. That was very charming. So guys, these are 22 nanometer processors that Intel discontinued three years ago. So back in 2015, excuse me, 2015 was four years ago now, boy, time flies. Three years ago in 2015, these are now back up for order. According to the product change notification document, Intel is canceling this product discontinuance completely per new roadmap decision and enabling the product long-term once again. This may have something to do with Intel's ongoing struggles to produce 14 nanometer products. It's a dual core G3420 with high, without hyperthreading, and it's built on the 22 nanometer process node. It's 53 watts, 3.2 gigahertz base clock, so basically it's fine for like an office machine. And this change is likely to benefit OEMs only, producing like low cost machines on mass. With the new update, Intel's customers have until May 26, 2020 to put in their last orders for the G3420, with the last shipments going out December 3rd of next year. So this appears to be a way that Intel can harvest more of their 14 nanometer uh, manufacturing capacity for higher performance, higher margin chips, and then maybe they just had some extra fab capacity at 22 nanometer where they can meet some of that very low end demand. Freaking hilarious. Well, I am so sorry guys that today's episode was such a complete cluster. I apologize for the YouTube stream cutting out midstream. Uh, that means that I probably don't really have any way of uh, going back and getting all the super chats, but 
hey, you never know. Why don't we uh, Why don't we go through some of them together here to close out the show? Uh, Dominic says, stop spamming F. Thank you for that, Dominic. Uh, Alex, send your super chats now. It will make them feel bad for being late. Um, I don't even feel bad. I tried my super absolute best today. There was nothing I could do about it. Uh, Dominic is now a member for the channel. Thanks. Uh, Chelsea says, rip filthy Frank. Uh, what? What are we talking about? Why is everyone saying rip filthy Frank? Did he die or something? Something, something, no more comedy videos. What are you even, what are you even talking about? That is so off topic. Um, all right. Dominic spent another, another two dollars. Okay, Dominic, I'm not reading all your freaking chats here, dude. Uh, Landon, Linus, what do you use for 2FA? Um, I use, oh man, I just hate talking about this stuff. Cause like, honestly, it was on a WAN show a long time ago. I talked a little bit about our security practices and um, the next day I had a big problem and I'm tired of having big problems. So I'm just gonna not talk about it. Sorry guys. Uh, the information's out there. Um, UCM Rich says James rules. Oh, and he missed it. He missed it because he bailed it. Oh, I hear you. UCM Rich says James rules. Thanks, Rich. Uh, Spencer says you're not live on YouTube. Well, I am now. Maybe I wasn't then. Ronnie says drop something. I'm going to drop this stream just like I did before. Uh, Frank says, will you be contributing to Kyle and Paul's charity stream? Yeah, I guess we could. I honestly, to be perfectly honest with you, I've been so sick and so miserable this week. I had not given it a moment's thought and I only found out about the stream like two hours ago when Paul sent me a text message and was like, hey, we got a stream coming up. Uh, do you want to like promote it on your stream? And I was like, hell yeah, man, no problem. That's how that went down. Uh, if I remember, I will I will go in and I will I will drop something on it. Um, Marco says Apple is overpriced. You spent five dollars to send that message. You want to talk overpriced? Super chats. <laughs> Vladislav says a little wild stream begins. Please no, please I need sleep. Here we go again. Sean says you're live now. It worked. Thanks, Sean. Um, Pro Gogurt, to bring something up from a month ago or so, the sweatshirt zip is on the wrong side. You know what? Just because you brought it up, we are not going to change it. That's right. Ilya says, eighth uh, Scrapyard Wars was the worst, and that's not just my opinion. Can you address why it turned out like that? Um, honestly, no. I mean, I don't really know what to tell you guys. We're always trying to change it up. Um, sometimes we change it up and we try something new and it's great. Sometimes we change it up and try something new and you guys don't like it. Uh, we did our best with a concept that ultimately, you know, the community didn't like as much as we had hoped. And if we were to ever do Scrapyard Wars again, um, we would definitely change the concept again. And maybe you guys would love it and maybe you guys wouldn't love it. That's just the way it is with content like that. We can't just keep making a $300 computer like we did in the first one. Um, Trenton says, will there be float plane equivalents to YouTube chat? Uh, probably at some point. I mean, the idea behind the float plane chat is that it's kind of like all super. Um, yeah. A lot of people on float plane chat are saying they liked it, actually. So there's that. Yeah. All right. Um, I will say that editing it was extraordinarily challenging compared to extraordinarily challenging compared to usual because there were so many cameras, so many characters. I don't think we would ever try to do that again. 
Um, Apple equals pop tech garbage. Thanks, Alex Shannon. Gordon Child sent a weird emoji. I don't even know what I'm looking at. Um, the Hunt. UWU Linus. I'm going to have to look that up on Urban Dictionary later. First time overclocking RAM and timings. Any tips? Use Ryzen memory calculator. Save yourself some hassle. Uh, Lego lad, play well. Here's an idea. Water cool a PC with compressed air. That would not be water cooling. That would be air cooling, but that's cool. Uh, hope you get well soon, says UCM Rich. Thank you. Uh, Nerd Dad, after overcoming an opioid addiction, your channel helped me rediscover my passion for tech. Sick, dude. Love it. Uh, Michael Parker, thank you. Rationalizer. Um, MKBHD's thumbnails aren't stupid and ugly, and he does just fine with viewer volume. Senior explanation, but still hate them. Sleeveless t-shirts, by the way. Aren't those called life beaters? Um, I don't know if we're planning any sleeveless t-shirts anytime soon. No, wait, no, the beater's just a tank top. I, I don't know. I, mm, it's not on the roadmap. As for Marquez's thumbnails, you're right. He has a very different style from us. Um, we've tried that. In some cases, it works really well. The uh, phone water cooling one was an example of sort of a more clean style thumbnail. Um, the reality of it, though, is that it's a much longer discussion than what I can have with you guys right now. But there are significant differences in the way that Marquez structures his channel and the way that we structure ours. He's more focused on mobile tech, mobile tech and Apple. And we are more focused on anything with a printed circuit board in it. And for that reason, we are always going to suffer algorithmically in ways that he doesn't. So his video will get promoted very differently to a very different sort of audience than ours does. And what works for one audience doesn't necessarily work for another. With that said, our click-through rates are low compared to a cohort of similar channels. We know this. But it's really hard for us to diagnose whether it has purely to do with thumbnail and title or whether it has to do with our channel being such a variety show. The reality of it is that um, someone who's interested in a graphics card review is not necessarily also interested in a tour of a quantum computer chip manufacturer. Um, so there you go. That's my current response. Thanks, Alex and Simba. Thanks, Chandler. Um, wait, can we stop streaming Beat Saber on Twitch? Oh, I don't plan to stop doing that. Uh, Don Bullock, can we get... An X Gamers 13970X. Um, sorry, which one's 3970X? Oh, that's the 24 core, I think. We're going to have something coming with Epic soon. So, yeah, stay tuned. Um, executive says, please accept this coupon. Thank you for spelling it right. Towards more collabs with Madison. Okay, uh, no promises. No promises, guys. Uh, Michael says, there are multiple aftermarket radios with CarPlay. Yes, we did find one. Uh, Alex and Simba, with VR gaining a little popularity and much more competition in the market, any chance you can do an updated wearable haptic feedback uh, base vest video? I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. Uh, Sebastian says, show me your tech tip. Uh, I don't know. No, wait. I can't do that. Can't do that on Twitch. Um, Ilya is critiquing James's choice of watch. Doesn't like Daniel Wellington. Okay. I guess. Uh, Yaffa says, hey, James, just wanted to say love you. Oh, and he's actually gone this time. Mr. Someone, love your content. What's the best surround sound gaming headset? Um, a headphone. pair of good headphones. Don't buy the ones with, like, multiple drivers in them. Um, we did a video a little while ago, our surround headphones BS. Anthony worked on it. Um, that kind of goes through all the different options. Curzon says, have you considered doing a video on the absolute most powerful PC ever that's stable and is workable for gaming and editing? 
Um, actually, we have Compensator 3 coming soon. Uh, Jake is working on it. Quintuple says you should have used white Hydro Dip on the graphics card uh, on the latest clean build. We totally should have done that. That would have been awesome. And uh, thanks for the kudos on the new office. I'll let Yvonne know. <laughs> Hal says, take some sick time. Well, you're, you're working against me, Hal. You're making me read your super chat. I'm trying to read all the super chats. I'm trying to be nice. Nubsir asked for my opinion on YouTube Rewind uh, 2019. I think it was the safest possible approach they could have taken. Um, I got bored, like, I don't know, a minute and a half, two minutes in, and I tuned out. I don't know what else they would have done, though, after the cluster that was last year. Um, I know there's people internally there that just want to kill it. I think they should just kill it. Just let YouTubers make their own rewinds. Marquez made a rewind. There's other tech guys that made rewinds. We actually wrote down we should do a rewind in 2019 after last year, and then we just like didn't do it. Um, but that's fine. I contributed to Marquez's, so at least there's that. Um, Tommy Gun says, thanks to your speed build vid, I knew that the MSI Aventus 2080 Ti has a Founders Edition PCB. I was able to get a sick deal on a used one for my water-cooled rig. Sweet. Sebastian says, when will you release the jacket from the trees video? Um, there is no plans to release that jacket. We had that done as a custom jacket that is LMG staff only. So if you look closely, whenever you see an LMG or wearing it, on the sleeve is, is a number. Um, that's not uh, a prison, prison number. Um, it's actually their subscriber number. So everyone uh, last, at last year's Christmas party, um, who got one of those jackets has the number of subscribers that the LTT channel had on their hire date uh, embroidered on their jacket. So it was just kind of like um, like a fun, cool um, commemorative item for us to you know celebrate the the milestones that we've hit since we've been working together. Um, what else we got here? Aiden says, a friend of mine turned me on to your channel. Sick, love it. Building his own PC now. Uh, David says. Any thoughts on Akbukuku's changing the channel name to Tech Tangents? Totally good move. Love it. Totally the right move. It was overdue. Uh, Mr. Someone, when do you think the RGB trend will die? Never. Uh, Glenn, Linus, why does your voice sound off? I'm sick. Thanks, Joseph. Thanks, Salty Nuts. Two more, two more. Jason Meredith says, just want to hear how you pronounce my name? It's easy. Jason Meredith. Your name is Jason. It's not even spelled weird. J-A-S-O-N. What are you talking about? Robert Mayle says, join the LTD Minecraft server, mc.lmg.gg. Jake has been sidelined for like a month working on this project, but I'm really excited about it. It's going to be sick. Um, there will be like donations and transactions, but we're going to try and make it not lame um, because obviously our primary revenue stream is still YouTube videos, but with how much time Jake has been and will be spending on it and like <laughs> how much server infrastructure we're buying and leasing and stuff it's it's not going to be free i will say that well it'll be free but like there will be ways to help support the servers any updates on the floatplane ios app i'd love to have one too but luke's not in today uh, any updates on pia sponsorship i believe they are planning to join us on the wan show sometime in the next couple of weeks stay tuned for that um all right thanks for tuning in guys see you again next week same bad time, same bad channel. Oh, and my voice is dead. <laughs>